once a Jedi Knight the same as your father. Now the Jedi are all but extinct. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 34 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolit Shahi, and these two fine gentlemen that are sitting next to me, my co-pilots for this evening, the famous Carlos Buarguayo. He is the man with... I got nothing. No. I got nothing for you right now. No. But the guy next to me... Is my Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in my airplane movie? Oh, another co-pilot. That's right. Less crunch, crunch is more. Gonzalez, (laughs) and we have a very, very special episode tonight. Okay, with a very, very special guest. He is the editor in chief of MakingStarWars.net. He is a host of now. This is podcasting on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, which you guys heard of a thousand times. Mm -hmm. And also, he has a new podcast called Fingered. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, too. <laughs> he is the only Star Wars investigating journalist that I know about, Mr. Jason Ward. Hey, guys. Thanks for the for the sweet setup. That was that yeah, was the best one I've ever had. Thank, thank no, you for entering the Sith layer, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, this is amazing. We're, we're sitting at a round table, and I don't want to look down on Les or Boo because <laughs> this table might go up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Major nerd boners, <laughs> yes. Major nerd boners all around. <laughs> so we really appreciate you coming by, man. We really This is really cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. Very appreciate cool. And you, we'll get to talk a little geekdom mm-hmm. uh, that some of the fans, your fans, might not know about that you are into. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like My Little Pony? You're a big My Little Pony yeah. fan? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big brony. Yeah, I'm no. a pretty big brony. <laughs> I mean, what people don't know is if I take off my uh, flannel, I actually have a brony sleeve. Just this whole <laughs> yeah. arm. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all sparkle, oh. sparkles. You got the and rainbow? Uh, the rainbow uh, <laughs> what is it called? The uh, spring? The spring. Yeah. <laughs> little, little, little mule kicker. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but yeah. <laughs> You're making me spring, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get into this crazy geekdom and this great episode, let's break down some stuff, the, the shenanigans as we call it. If you want to get us on Twitter, if you want to contact us on Twitter, we're at, at the Sithless. Boo, what do you got? At the Sithless, boo. Less? And I'm at Less is more 78. And Jason, let's just get fucking rid of it. What, where are you at, Jason? <laughs> 
at Making Star Wars. Bless your heart. And we also <laughs> have a Facebook site, The Sith List, and coming very, very soon, a new Facebook site that Mr. Andrew Medina. Mm-hmm. So look for that one. We'll, we'll advertise that one. And we are also on Instagram and The Sith List, so, which is very cool. And we also have a Sith List hotline. It's 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And you can find our merch on TeePublic. Yes, HBO made me take out two of my fucking shirts, but whatever. We switched them up. Okay, so HBO, fuck off. Yep. HBO, go away. Am I right? Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Go away. Yeah. More things to worry about. Yeah, really. Yeah, like finishing Carnival. Like finishing Carnival. (laughs) Yeah, what was that about? Thank Come you. on. Yeah. Am I the only one? I'm not the only one. No, no. Yeah. yeah. And, and where's that? Where's our Deadwood movie? Jerk. That's right. Oh, Deadwood movie. Work, work on that. Get work on, on that. Get on it. Just cut so, fucking girl short <laughs> and make yeah. a Deadwood movie. That's right. Uh, Jesus. So there it is. There's all the stuff that you can find us at. Now, we still want you to go on StarWarsPodcastAwards.com, all you Sith heads, and uh, we want you to vote. We want you to vote. For a bunch of making Star Wars podcast shows, okay? If you've already voted, obviously, it's going to stop you to vote. It's not going to let you vote. But if you haven't voted yet, go and vote. We got Best Ensemble, Rogue One. We got Best Fanboy Host. We usually say Johnny Grosso, but Johnny wanted me to make sure that Jason Ward gets this one, Mm -hmm. okay? (laughs) So Jason Ward for Best Fanboy Host. Okay. Hey, we got we got best ensemble too, so let's take that from Johnny as well. Okay, let's just go. <laughs> let, let's just go. All make yeah. All the now this is a podcasting. Yeah. So go best ensemble. Now this is a podcasting. Jason Ward for best fanboy host for best network. Obviously, making Star Wars network. Damn right. Okay. Best edit. Now this is podcasting. Randy does a fantastic job. He does. He does. He does. We We're proud of best him. Song and best art. I think we got Haas on this one for Blue Harvest. Is that cool? Yeah, 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 <laughs> Hawes. Hawes, but then, I, I, but I mean, I mean, got to mention Steels though too. That one of him with Luke is pretty good. As yeah, as Luke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steels yeah, is great. It's fantastic as well. And then all the other ones just spread out for all, everybody that's in the Making Star Wars Network. I know Amanda is up for something, right? Amanda Ward. Yeah, yeah. She has she has she has good competition in that, but. I she's my favorite, obviously. She, she, I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> By the way, uh, Amanda Ward is obviously your wife. She was talking to her on Twitter, and she said that me and you have been on more dates this month than you guys have. So I'm sorry, it's Amanda true. Ward. I apologize. It's it's a full on bromance at this point, and <laughs> it's it pretty. You know, I mean, if they try to get in our way, it's just going to make it stronger. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't get in our way. So now that I, we found out, I found out the music that we're going to get into a little bit later. Mm. The music that Jason likes is pretty much exactly the music that I like. So oh yeah, my, yeah, we're, in, we're in yeah. I I fell in love when he pulled out a certain ticket stub oh, at, yes, at dinner. Yes. We'll talk about that story. We'll talk about that story. Yeah, the stub. When I pulled out my stub, he got yeah, he got really excited. He got really excited. Go and spread out all the votes on makingstarwars.net. They're all their podcasts. Do your thing. Sit that they need your help. It's still going on. Do you know how long the voting is going on for, Jace? You know, I think it ends this week. So I may be done actually by the time this comes out. I'm not sure. I okay. Okay. Well, just of... go. Just go do it. If it does, if if try it uh, either way. Just go on the site, and it's going to be on all. All this information is going to be on the show notes. So I made it. I made it super easy. You can just click on the link, and it goes directly to the site. All right, and all the nominees and everything is on there too. 
So go and and next year vote 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 for the, for for these three guys because yeah I don't even I think, know because I, we're not a I think full on Star Wars show though right I I think you can make it okay I I I think I think I think Sith List is solid enough to be on that oh you're awesome I, I would thank hope you, man. thank that's, you Jason uh, we appreciate it yeah wow. appreciate it. we're gonna end the show right there guys yeah I know we're right? done. <laughs> you're done we've reached the pinnacle we're yeah. done we're gonna end the show right yeah, there yeah we're done here we're gonna get into some. Geek them, and we're gonna do random random schmeels as we normally do first, Jason. Mm-hmm. But before that, I want to kind of like pick your brain a little bit. I got one question though. I've been waiting sure. for this for a long time. So cool. who the fuck is Snoke? Who is I? I <laughs> believe Snoke is a new character from a new culture, and that's something that we've never seen before. And I mean, I hate to be lame and just say Snoke is Snoke, but everything that I've seen. And I haven't been able to talk about it yet. It just leads me to believe that. Now, see, I, that that was a total joke of a of a question. But Jason, as a professional, <laughs> didn't, miss a a didn't miss a fucking beat. My God. And I was answered my question. I was waiting for him to choke <laughs> or something. Or, oh shit! Yeah, you've seen Smooth, yeah. I I've been Stone asked that killer. question every oh, day. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. I've been asked that question every day since. Since his name was announced in Empire or EW, I can't remember who. Back yeah, no, I, 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 no, that's why I wanted to ask you yeah. as a joke. I fucking answered it straight. God damn, man. Damn it. Thank you. So how did you – I know that Making Star Wars on Net is – before I even met you, before I even got into the podcasting game, before, I just said podcasting man, game. Man, yeah. Jesus. The horrible. hustle. The hustle. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I would go on your site and I would check out all things Star Wars way before. I'm talking like years ago. But how did you get into all this? Like, what was the first step or what, what made you just decide to, like, let's do this? Well, you know, I always had – I was always involved with Star Wars Online. I mean, since 1995 probably or something like that. Like, I talked about it back then. Me and Randy couldn't afford computers. They were still kind of – this is, like, right as, like, the tech boom kind of happened and right, computers right. started to become affordable. But our first thing we ever had was, was a web TV. Make yourself comfortable. You are about to experience the next evolution in television. More choices, more control, more entertainment, all with Web TV Plus. And which was a terrible unit, oh, but it yeah, was like, but it, it was the only way to get online for like a hundred bucks back yeah. then, you know. And so, so I honestly, I, I wrote some stuff for Super Shadow back in the day. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he ended up going full on parody. When he first started, it was sort of like a real Phantom Menace spoiler site. Oh, okay. And then, and then it devolved into self-parody and then into some other stuff. But anyways, so yeah, that was kind of what that was. And I always just kind of operated sort of behind the scenes, if you will. I, I knew everyone who was involved in sites and stuff like that to an extent. I was in no way popular. I'm not trying to paint that. But I, 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 but yeah, I was just you know on message boards and and kind of in that scene, and then um, and then uh, you know the prequels came out and it was kind of over, and then uh, um, you know we had some like personal tragedy kind of in our lives where we lost a baby like oh. at the very en- at the very end, so it was like obviously a really strong depression comes with that, right, you know, right, right. and so That's like kind of yeah yeah thank you I mean it's it's uh you know at that time it was like Clone Wars was out and I would kind of like. Clone Wars was kind of like that one thing every week that was like, this is something that kind of like was my out, you know? Yeah, something positive, and then, right? Yeah, yeah. So like it was like a little bit of fun kind of thing. And it's kind of, you know, so it was it was was what it was. But um, then uh, I kind of started getting into Star Wars photography. And I've always saved photographs, uh, Star Wars photographs, and just put them into a folder, not even like organized or anything. 
And I would just kind of like go through them. And like, you know, when you're in that kind of state, you're just kind of like, dude, like I just need to do something. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so like, like the photos didn't really require me to, to, to think too hard. And then it required me to like do too much. But it was sort of as I was working through that, that was fun. And I started and then Amanda's like, oh, you know, there's this thing called Tumblr. You should you should try it. You should mess with it. <laughs> and then so I was like, OK, so I made a Tumblr and then I was like, oh, I'll make it. I'll call my Tumblr making Star Wars because it'll just be about making up photos. Okay. And like so I started putting photos on there and then uh I started to get sort of re- as I started to kind of, you know, I wouldn't say get over it. I'm never going to get over it, but just started sure. to work through it more. I started to get more more into writing a little bit more and I could think more. And then I started this to sort of write uh, reactionary stuff, not necessarily like reviews, but, oh, somebody would would criticize hating Christensen as the ghost or something. And I'm like, OK, but like, let's look at it for what it is, like mm-hmm. feelings aside, like, 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 let's examine it. So after doing that for some time and starting to write about stuff, people kept going, make a site. You should just make a site, make a site. Like yeah. you, you, you shouldn't. And I was like, and then we hit like about, I think 25,000 Tumblr followers at oh, that damn, point. Wow. And, but, but, but it, it, it kind of plateaued. It did. It kind of like, and I wasn't doing it to get followers or anything. I just was kind of like, yeah, this, this, the audience for Star Wars on Tumblr at the time was small. Okay. And I was like, so I'm like, I kind of pretty much at that moment had it, you know? And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, so then so then Amanda like set up the WordPress for me and taught me how to do a little bit of that stuff and and then I started doing the site and uh, and then it kind of snowballed from there as I no one was really doing it there were there were like the core main and good sites like Club Jade yeah, is a really good Jade. one and Jedi News is a good one mm-hmm. and um, Star Wars Underworld is a good one and like oh, so great. yeah and when I started my site those those guys were so welcome. They were all they were all like, hey, Jason Ward made a made a new site. There's a new site, and like everybody really helped me. That's so cool. like like yeah, so like I I owe a lot to those guys. You right. know, those guys were very good to me, and they set a really good example to me about how you should be, how you should try and conduct yourself, and how you should run uh, a Star Wars fan site or fan endeavor for that matter. Wow. So so with, with that in mind, I uh, yeah, so I started it, and then I got obviously got an episode. Uh, episodes actually i skipped ahead a little bit episode seven was announced okay and that was sort of like the clone wars 2.0 for me at that point i started to be like oh my god i'm living in an alternate reality <laughs> like like I, I i just couldn't believe it I, I i thought like i was nervous without george lucas because to me like george lucas he's he's the everything to me like i that guy like I give him the benefit of the doubt when he does something crazy when other people won't. It drives them crazy. Sure. But, mm-hmm. but, but I'm like, you know, I, I love that guy. And um, so without him, I was really nervous. And so then I started to investigate what this episode seven was going to be about. <laughs> and uh, I was finishing up my grad school degree at that time, and, uh, which I did a lot of ethnographic work. And it kind of turns out that more or less ethnography and investigative journalism aren't necessarily polar opposites. A lot of those methods helped me, and I was able to kind of figure a lot of stuff out. So then, now here we are, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't want to take up your whole show telling you the story. No, 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 no. It's, no, it's but that's, awesome. Yeah. It, it's amazing. You took a, a tragedy in your life and you turn it into something now where people. It's so positive. Mm-hmm. Now. I mean, so many people go on your website, listen to all the podcasts that you have on your network. They enjoy it. I mean, it's it's amazing content. It's amazing stuff. So good for you, man. Mm-hmm. That's it's amazing. And and. 
By the way, what you said about the uh, the Star Wars Underworld guys is how we feel about the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. I know. To say that shout out to the the Rogue direction. One guys who just had their fiftieth episode. And right. Those guys, Johnny, Mike, and Haas, have been nothing but supportive. Yeah, welcoming. Yeah, pick their brain. Any question that we have. They've all been amazing. You've mm-hmm. been unbelievable. We, I sit down and pick your brain, ask you questions. You give it no problem, and you want to just kind of like pot it forward is mm-hmm. what we, the term that we use. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. Cool. I like, that, that concept is good, and I think it's how, how you should be. And uh, I, if people come at me nice and respectful or, you know, with questions, I, I, I love it. And I, I love talking to other Star Wars fans. It's obviously, when the opposite happens, I – Treat them like crap. Yeah, no. <laughs> if they are, yeah, so like, it's just you know, yeah, I, I so bite back if I have to. But yeah, but I, I think that it, everyone, you know, we're all kind of part of the same tribe here. We're all, we're all, we're all Ewoks. Yeah, that's right. We're all, we're all Ewoks. We're all, we're all cannibals. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for that, man. That's cool. Yeah. Great thank background. you. You ready to get into some geekdom? Yeah, I'm ready to get completely lost in unfamiliar territory and <laughs> out, out of out of my out of my fishbowl. So let's do well, it. We're, we're going to come back later on at yes. the end to hit you up with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, you are not getting Sounds away without no, talking no, no. Star Wars with us. <laughs> we, we normally do some random. We call it random schmeels, and we just talk about stuff that might not be completely geeky, but mm-hmm. the geek world does love it. Yes, and you okay, CinemaCon's going on right now in Vegas. Me and Les are heading to Vegas this weekend. Right. I think we're just going to miss it. But there was some cool stuff. One cool thing that came out was Kingsman. Manners maketh man. The golden circle. The golden circle jerk. I mean the circle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) They had a trailer. Mm. And they, obviously it's not out yet. They're hogging it. They're hogging it. But somebody did bullet points. And I wanted to read the bullet points because... I think it sounds pretty fucking cool. Let's hear it, man. So, okay, here's the bullet points, okay? Thanks to Screen Rant, they put up all these bullet points. So I'm going to give them credit. This is what it started off with. The first begins with a clip from the first movie, recapping Eggie's, pretty much his story, mm-hmm. right? And then it goes into present day. Eggie is being chased through London by Gatling gun-equipped cars. Which sounds is good. very cool. Sounds good. Eggie fires off a missile from his car, which splits into three separate projectiles and destroys the other cars. Already sounds fucking awesome. Someone is shown plotting ways to kill the Kingsman. Alright. The Kingsman mansion and Taylor gets destroyed. The one that was in this first oh, one. Okay. Which is a badass yeah. mansion. To solve all his issues, someone offers Eggie a drink from a bottle that says Kentucky. Leads to a trip to Kentucky where Eggie meets Channing Tatum's character. I didn't even know Tatum Tatum was in this, by the way. Huh. Okay. Tatum has a southern accent and is part of the U.S. version of the Kingsman called the Statesman. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. USA. USA. <laughs> USA. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm pumped. Harry Hart, which is Colin first, is shown in a cell and now has an eye patch on. Okay. Hmm. So he looks like Kurt Russell and, uh, what do you call it? Escape from Escape New York. Escape from all of them. Oh. Yeah, Escape from all of them. <laughs> and then... Then they show several robotic dogs getting killed. Shit. It's random. Yeah. And, uh, as, they, as they do. As they do. As they yeah, always sure. do. Yeah. Yeah. Robotic yeah. dogs don't last long. Several robot. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. An electric lasso, which is teasing the poster, I guess, severs someone in two. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Darth Maul style. <laughs> Bringing it back to Jason. Hart and Eggie are you reunited. A fight breaks out. 
on a ski lift and an American flag parachutes open. Oh, that's awesome. America. Yeah. USA. Eggie tells Tannen Chanin's character that's very American. To which he responds, and the whole thing, and that's the end, but the whole thing is set to Elton John's Saturday Night's All Right for Fire. That's, that's that would awesome. be a great song to have on yeah. there. Yeah. So, what do you think, Jason? Did you like the first one? Yeah, the, uh, I mean, I, I'm not like, I, I don't own the movie, yeah. but it was one of those movies that, like, I had no, I didn't care about it. I saw it, and I was just, like, thoroughly entertained from start to finish. And I was like, this is, I, like, it's like a bad movie in a way. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a low-brow movie. Yes. But it's how every movie should be. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I think it's completely competent. I, lo- I, I loved it. I, I don't so, mean like that as a, as a slight. It doesn't try to be like Christopher Nolan's like spy movie or something. Right. It's just completely a fun movie. It doesn't try to be something it's not. Yeah, yeah. It just entertains right. you throughout, and then you walk out of there a happy. And how and how great was Mark Hamill in it? We forget that Mark oh, Hamill. Oh, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. His head blows up, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I forgot how gory that movie. Actually. Yeah, no, this no, was great. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it was really be cool. Fun. Now the cool thing is. The guy that directed the first one, he's going to direct The Man of Steel. Yes. Oh, Part two. Okay. Okay. Not Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. That's right. Matthew Vaughn. Oh, Matthew Vaughn. Right. Yeah. He's going to direct, it looks like, uh, Man of Steel 2. What's do, you, do, you, do you guys have faith in that movie? Do you guys think it's going to be a promise or do you guys think it's If Matthew going to... Vaughn is doing it, I have faith. I have okay. faith. I think DC is finally, we're going to talk DC in a second, but I think they're finally figuring things out. And, and today's news kind of makes me feel that way. Mm-hmm. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, they're, they're starting to uh, load the chamber, which is something <laughs> they should have done a long time ago. Hopefully it's not blanks though. Oh. Like that, but, um, or a misfire. I don't really, we don't want that. It doesn't matter. As yeah. long as they're pulling it up and getting ready to aim down sights, I'm happy with it. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. Don't, oh, we'll yeah. get into that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Okay, here's some news that Les is going to love. Yes. Uh, and you might be into this too, Jason. I don't know. I was never into this. Okay. I'm, I'm very interested to seeing how this plays out. I've heard about this. Uh, is, it, is it Two Girls, One Cup? Okay, wait. So what is this now? Just watch. Why are we taping my reaction? Just, just watch. Okay. They're lesbians, clearly. I don't know. Wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. What? 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 No. No. Oh. Ah. 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 What is wrong with you? Oh, my God. Ah. Ah. Oh, I'm never going to be able to eat ice cream again. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, that is disgusting. I, I'm, wow. no, I really wouldn't like that, but if wow. you're into that, I can go for that. Oh, my God. Two, two Girls, One Cup. Oh, my God. Two Girls, One Cup, cup the animated series. Oh, okay, God. okay, okay. Yeah, the animated series. The live action is all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I heard Christopher Nolan's going to try to do a different version. Of that. Oh, no. All right. Dark and greedy version. I love where this has gone already. Oh, it's great. Jason's, Jason is officially a Sith head, dude. Yes, he is. Yes, you are. You're, you're, you're setting the bar very high for yes, us. Yes, yeah. But what I, what I wanted to talk about was, was Akira. Were you into Akira? Oh. Were you into the manga? No, no. I, I missed it. I'm me familiar too. with it, though. I'm familiar yeah, with too. it. And now... Here's some news. I want to get Les's take because I know you're into it. 
Yes, I like. Okay, Batman. how about you? Were you into? I've, I've cool. seen the movie. Oh, you've but, seen the movie. But, I haven't even the seen the movie. And all that, no. But yeah, I've seen yeah, the movie. Yeah, I've read yeah. all the manga. Okay, oh. it looks like Jordan Peele, Ooh. who just directed Get Out, mm-hmm. was a huge success. Oh, nice! For with a low budget film, it made tons of money. It looks like the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Warner Brothers is eyeing him to direct a live action version of Akira. Okay. Okay. With the success of Get Out, <laughs> Peel is now being courted by Warner Brothers to helm the live-action adaptation of the iconic cyberpunk manga Akira. It was also reported on the tracking board. According to the tracking board, the studio is moving aggressively to seal the deal with yeah. the comedian-turned-filmmaker, and the talks are very, very encouraging. Ooh. So what do you think, Les? I know you're a big fan. You've seen the movie. Yeah, do you think it's going to play out well, well in live-action? Well, first of all, uh, Jordan Peele's definitely earned the right to have a seat at any table right now. Yeah. So even with his comical success and the movies he's done with like Paul Rudd and all those people, he's definitely, he's got something to back him up. His resume is good. What I am looking forward to though, is the fact that he just may be able to find a way to address what we talked about last episode. Oh yeah. And I, I'm going to get Jason. He take just on that. may be socially. I, I mean, I don't know what the word I'm looking Intuitive. for. Intuitive. He may, yeah, he just may have the thumb, his thumb on the pulse. To be, or a finger on the pulse to be able to cast something close enough to where people won't be angry. Mm-hmm. And he may be able to get an appropriate cast, a culturally appropriate cast, to be able to uh, make a successful movie. No, no, the Get Out was amazing. Did you yes. get to see Get Out? I haven't seen Get Out yet. Oh, I'm, you got I'm, 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 I'm an idiot. No, no, it's yeah, okay. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 no, 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 I, I really, really want, want to see it. That and Trainspotting 2 are the two movies I've been trying to see, but... Babysitters, right. man. Babysitters. <laughs> How about you? What do you think about this? Yeah, I, uh, was it? Akira was great. And with Jordan Peele being able, being talked about for this, I haven't seen Get Out either. I just don't want to see it. I should see it, but mm-hmm. I just don't want to. He's scared, Jason. Yes, He's scared. yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, especially like with shit like it coming out. I'm good. We're, we're talking about that. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about uh, that. So yeah, so with what you guys have told me, what I've read from critics and reviews from the movies, what, what I like most is that he has range. He can make a serious movie, a thriller, and also have jokes. Yes, which means he's not going to be he's not going to be locked down to making extremely serious or you know like people thought when Get Out was coming out. You know who is this comedian making a movie? No, no, this guy this guy can go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So yeah, and Les is right. He is aware of the issues in Hollywood and stuff like that, and he'll probably be able to do the best job for this movie. Yeah, I want to get Jason's take on it in a second, but before I do that, if you don't know what a cure is, the synopsis of the movie. It's a secret military project mm-hmm. endangers Neo Tokyo when it turns a biker gang member into a rampaging psychic psychopath that only two teenagers and a group of psychics can stop. Yes. So there's your synopsis of the film. Mm-hmm. So Jason, last week we dived into this whole Iron Fist controversy of, of the Asian Americans and the Asians wanted the lead role to go to an Asian actor. Right. What what my whole thing was the Iron Fist actor portrayed Iron Fist who was portrayed back in 1974 in the first issue as a Caucasian blonde character. Yep. Okay. So I didn't understand the full on gist of the controversy and why people were so upset it wasn't an Asian American or an Asian actor. By the time the episode ended, I totally understood where they were coming from. This was their chance to get it right. Back in 1974, they fucked up, and they sh- it should have been an Asian American, mm-hmm. or it should have been an Asian character, and they didn't do that. So I get that. And I know that Star Wars has been the most diverse 
casting actors. Um, if you just look at the last two movies. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's your take on this? Hollywood needs to force this, or is this something that needs to evolve through the executive branch of the studios, kind of like Kathleen Kennedy did with the last two Star Wars films? Well, I mean, I I think ultimately, like we need to as as fans of this stuff. We shouldn't passively just passively let them do whatever they want to do. Yeah, we shouldn't just be like 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 that's acceptable. Like I think people should complain. People should let the studio know. Yeah, I'm a white dude, but if this was an Asian American, I would be completely cool with that. Like you know what I mean? Like like we have to let them know right. that. I think from the studio's perspective, they need to take into account who who are are who's the audience. And yeah. and like so, if they you know if they want to sell their movies and their, their TV shows internationally, then I think it's completely appropriate that if they have internationally uh, represented um, cast members, I think that's completely like it doesn't it doesn't come off like like a to me like a like a cheap community college catalog cover where there's like the black guy and the white mm, guy yeah. and the Asian. Ah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like 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 it it doesn't have to be that that silly. Right. You, you you could you could cast appropriately. And then I also like you know I remember um, there was that controversy where when they were looking to cast Peter Parker, and people were saying like Peter Parker doesn't have to be a white kid. Right, he doesn't right. have to be. And like a lot of people who were like, but Peter Parker's white. And and I'm I'm so with that one. I'm like, if the experience of being a nerdy kid in high school is the same, mm-hmm. then then it doesn't matter. And so that that's kind of that's kind of where I come at it from. And yeah, I, you know, yeah, as yeah, a, as a white dude, it doesn't it doesn't like offend me if all of a sudden like Peter Parker isn't a white kid. I, I doesn't it's not like all of a sudden my kid can't relate to it or something. If, right. if that was the case, I would be failing as a parent somewhere. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and we talked about how great it is for kids that are either African American or or Middle Eastern or Asian or, or whatever they are. How great it is for them to see Rogue One. Or watch Force Awakens and see Finn, see Bodhi, see yeah. a strong female character, see Cassian, see, yeah, Cassian, mm-hmm. who's who's uh, Mexican American. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Mexican American, he's Mexican. He's Mexican, it's, yeah, yeah. To see um, the the Asian actors who killed it, yeah, and, Donnie Yen. Uh, yeah, Donnie Yen. Uh, Donnie Yen and oh man, you're putting me on the spot now. Sorry, Jan, Jan Wang, Jan, Jan Wang, Wang. Yeah. Jan Wang. Yeah, yeah. To, to see that as a kid, how amazing is that? How cool is that? It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. To let you know that. Or, or yeah, African American back in the '80s to see Lando in a Star Wars film, even though he was the only. Black he was the only, He was a pimp. Yeah, he was, yeah, no, he was really looking. Really he was yeah. kind of stereotypical. He's got yeah. a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, when 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 I was a kid, honestly, like I wrote an article about this on the site before because. There was a time when they were putting out Star Wars Rebels action figures, mm-hmm. and they weren't going to put out any of the female characters from the show. They I were going to put that. out, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like, dude, when I was a kid, I played with Princess Leia, Lando, Han, and Luke. They, all four of them were like my that was my squad when I right. played with my <laughs> toys. And it was like, yeah, two of them were were like white guys, but two of them weren't. And and That's it right. and it to me, I I think it's important that children have that representation in their social imagination. And and I, I think that it, it helped me not have problems embracing basic feminist like uh, concepts because Princess Leia was a part of my life since I could remember. Right. You know, exactly. those kinds of things are, are important. So women matter and as does not whitewashing everything. Now I, I haven't seen the show that we're talking about. So I'm sort of just a, a, a dope talking without well, no, well, no, having no, seen okay. it. It's it's, you know what it is? Is there's an actor in the show that tried out for the lead, and now he's the 
he does all the stunts and the, he choreographs all the fights. And he's actually in an episode for a little bit. But he's a good-looking Asian guy. He's who, actually from England. Ripped. Is, is he? Yeah. He, well, yeah, uh, but he's Asian his, descent, right? No, but I'm saying when you yeah. look at his bio, he was born yeah. in England. Yeah. But, Which he, means he okay. The acting. Oh yeah, he has the acting skills. So he he went up for it, but they went with the guy that was in Game of Thrones. I I get it. I know what they were doing. Obviously, right? I mean, you know, they thought this would sell better, which kind of backfired on him a little bit. But let me just tell you right here that if a fucking non Middle Eastern plays Aladdin in this live action Guy Ritchie film, I'm gonna fucking be pissed. (laughs) Because you were mad when Jake Gyllenhaal was in (laughs) fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, Prince of Persia. You understand, I had to tie him down before we went to the theater. Yeah. He was going to get ugly. Dustin did not look like Dustin, dude. Dustin. All right, it looked like uh, No, Dennis. no, and he, and, he, and he looked absurd. He looked absurd. In that movie. He tried to have the five o'clock, fake 5 o'clock shadow <laughs> with a long fucking hair. Come on, people. I did have a, I did have a Prince of Persia you action, action yes, figure and a poster in my office for many years just, just because it was represented. <laughs> But no, this is great. It's a, it's a good issue. And in, in our last episode, we got really deep into stuff, and and uh, people seem to like it. And mm-hmm. well, so well, back to Jordan Peele, though. Now he's going to get to have fun blowing stuff up. Is there yes. epic destruction oh, in yeah. the Akira movie? When right. did Akira come out? It was in the '90s, right? Eighty something, right? Eighty. Okay, because the reason I asked, I, I used to work at Music Plus for all you people that are old, like me. You remember? Mm-hmm. You guys remember Music yeah. Plus, Warehouse Tower Records? Boo! You don't even know what. You what, don't are, even... what are records? What are you doing <laughs> He's doing that on purpose, everyone. Re- records is what you buy at um, Urban Outfitters now and put on your wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, it, it, it's, it's, it, it used to be you bought records to get the highest fidelity of sound, and now now you buy records to get an MP3 converted to analog. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it sucks, man. It sucks. But at, at Music Plus, it was a big thing. Yes. And we would rent out the movies, and I just remember see, that and Ghost in a Shell. Yes, yeah, which, is which is being, coming out this coming out soon. Yeah. This weekend, this tonight, weekend. yeah, Ooh. tonight. Just a little social chatter yeah, with a little Akira. Akira. That's a good digression. Uh, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I want to see Akira. Now I want to go read the actual animated manga. Yeah, you should see it. Yeah, well, another trailer came out that scared the living shit out of me. I was in my office. I was alone, <laughs> and I decided to put the, the It trailer on. Not a good idea. No, fuck that. Fucking Pennywise is freaky as shit, and he. Wearing like female clothes and fucking in water. We're not gonna play the trailer for you because it's very visual, so it won't make sense for us to play it. But for your own, if you have balls, put it on and check it out. It looks to me, it looks like a mixture of Stranger Things and Stephen King horror, which is two great things. Mm -hmm. A big fan of it back in the day. Oh yeah, I I actually have have an it story. Oh Um, shit. When I was a kid, after that aired, everybody watched it. I think I was in fourth grade, and I knew how to make paper boats. Oh. And after it after it aired, I made a paper boat, oh. and I and and it was it was there was a, a gutter outside the school, and I, I went and I ran down there and I put the paper boat in there, and then it, I I came I went running yelling it's coming it's coming, and oh, every, people awesome. were like people people were like what? And then That's all nuts. these kids saw, it, and then there was just like a stampede of children oh. running from the paper oh. boat. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you, have you seen the preview, Jason? I haven't seen the preview yet. It, it literally I, opens up. It, it opens up with that scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was. It scared the crap out of oh, me as yeah. a kid. It was it's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And if a lot of people think that it was an actual movie in the movie theaters, and it wasn't. It was a yeah. film that was on. It was a miniseries, was a miniseries on television. Yes. John Ritter was mm-hmm. in it. He was one of my favorite comedic actors. 
and it scared the shit out of me back John then. Ritter and Richard Harris. Yeah, yeah, it was. If, if I if I remember right, it was it was originally two nights, and the first night was when they were kids, and yes. the second night was when they were adults. Yes, yes. and I think Curry, um, Tim Curry, Tim Curry played oh, Pennywise. Pennywise. He rocked it. He rocked. He, he was did. so fantastic. For for a TV movie, he was just phenomenal. Yeah. If you haven't seen the TV movie, I think you could probably get it somewhere, oh, yeah, get sure, online, yeah. or see it somewhere. It was great. I, I bought it on Voodoo for like three ninety nine one there day. There you go. It's, it's, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely worth You're it. And, and John Ritter's great in it. And it's not the John Ritter that you think. Yeah. It's not the Three's Company John Ritter. <laughs> it's not Jack Tripper at all. No. It's not Jack <laughs> Tripper. It's, it's not Devil's Child. Uh, John Ritter. <laughs> or problem Child. Problem Child. Problem Have some Child. Respect. Problem Child. Oh, problem yeah. Child One. Problem Child Two. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Great. Sorry. Just you know. No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. There it is. So check out the id trailer. It's freaky. It looks great. Boo will definitely not go see it. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Do so I'm gonna have to see it. Not like. No. He, no, he does. No, he doesn't like movies. scary movies. Scary movies. Yeah. If I can avoid them, I will. Yeah. Jason, what's your favorite horror movie of all time? Phantasm. Oh, fucking Phantasm, really? dude. Yeah, yeah, Phantasm. And it has big nothing man? with that, with the, with the uh, big tall man and those yes, balls that like fly. Yes. Yeah, oh. it, it's, it has nothing to do with Star Wars, this, the slight Star Wars connection that evolved over the years either. It, it's completely like when I was a little kid, my dad was, we got our, our VHS, VHS player and my dad bought that. And he's like, this movie's too scary for you, don't watch it. Oh. And then he's like, I'm going like, to go work on the yard. Of course. So, so, <laughs> so you put I immediately on. put it in. And I sat there and I was like, oh, my God, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. And then at the end, is it real? And like at that time, it was all like Freddy Krueger. And like yeah. and and I love Freddy Krueger. And, and I, I'd say my, my uh, second favorite is uh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, uh, nice. That, nice. that horror film with the yeah, punks and the girl. I just I just want to party. I love yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but 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 Phantasm to this day is one of the only films that. Just through its sheer cliche, but also its real like dramatic tension at the same time. I just find it creepy. It it's, it feels like Halloween when I put that on to me. Yeah, no, I, I remember Phantasm. It was nuts. My, for me, it's, I, well, I, I'm a big Halloween fan, Freddy Krueger fan, obviously. And Witchboard was crazy. Do you remember Witchboard? I do. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Movie. And then The Shining to me is just oh, insane. God, oh sure. Yeah. yeah. The Shining's insane. How about you guys? A movie that scared me enough as a kid to stick with me? Signs. Oh, I thought you were going to say Avatar. <laughs> it's right up there. Yeah. Signs? Signs, yeah. No, I remember it's Signs. I, it didn't freak me out, but when he crossed that fucking... Oh, my God. When that image, the fake, uh, allegedly fake image yeah. of the alien crossing the door uh-huh. and he stops and looks at you? Yeah. Yeah. It no, no. I, under the door the, and all that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. The, 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 like the whole angle of that movie is oh, genius. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the alien invasion through the media of some people sitting on a farm. It, yeah. That is so, so cool. smart. So cool. What, yeah, was, what happened? Was good, what happened? What happened? <laughs> did, you, did you see his last one? The split? Which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked it. I thought I it was too. good. Yeah. I, I still like uh, Cloverfield Lane a little bit better. I think it was pretty much the I same like, concept. Oh, Cloverfield Lane yeah. was really good. I, I liked it. 10 Cloverfield Lane was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's they're they're like they're, those movies are gonna be, it's gonna be like that bundle you buy at like Target where yeah. it's like two movies for ten dollars like right. twenty years. Yeah, so it's like, like the same same kind of idea almost. But, I, uh, scary movie was The Exorcist. Oh, well, of course. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you just, keep forgetting about that one. Fuck. Yeah, when I saw that as a kid, I I couldn't sleep for like three days. <laughs> I legit would like sleep. So my dad got bugged and he's like you're not coming in here and he shut the door and i slept at the doorway no just because i was so freaked i need to sleep with someone i'm scared <laughs> to death 
But yeah, that one actually really did. It's the same same situation for me on that one. My my uncle's like, this movie is is serious. You can't watch it. And like, this is like like eighty seven, eighty eight when like boys were just completely gross. We were all buying slime from slime machines. Oh, yeah. So hell yeah! I like put that on and I'm laughing the whole time. No, it, like really? it wasn't scary. Yeah, for me at that point. Uh, yeah, it was real older. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and she has like the cross, and you know the pea suit. All that, that yeah, yeah, all that scene. Yeah, it was just it, to me. It was like comedy, and then yeah. it wasn't until I was about twenty and I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty scary movie. <laughs> right. Like, okay, that's, yeah, that's not cool. There's a demon next to the girl, literally standing there, like yeah, yeah. Well. So that's your movie where your parents are like, you're not going to see it, right? I mean, you're just not going to do it. You're too young. For me, yeah. it was, for me, it was Officer and a Gentleman. And <laughs> my parents would watch it on HBO, and every time there's like a scene, they're like, kick me out to go to my room. <laughs> I, I want to say that Araj is an officer, and Araj is a gentleman. Oh, yes, man. yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so there you go. There's your random schmeels. We have one more random schmeel, but it's, it's not very random because it gets into geekdom pretty heavily. Now, this is very cool. I read this today. And I got goosebumps. The mm. reason I got goosebumps is it has to do with my favorite screenwriter. So Aaron Sorkin wants to get into the superhero movie game, which is fucking amazing. There was a report on Cinema Blend by Connor, and I'm going to butcher your name, Connor. I'm so sorry. It's harder than my last name, which I didn't think was possible. It's a bold statement, yeah. Schwartzder Diffinger. It has about 15 letters. Try that, Les. Try that. Schwartzder Diffinger? Yeah, yeah, that's actually okay. pretty good. Schwert, Schwertfager. That's right. It sounds, it sounds like a really good beer. Yeah, <laughs> or, or an awesome, like, pork dish in yeah. the German <laughs> brew house. It's yes. not a tumor. Get to the chopper. He reported that Sorkin was trying to set up meetings with both DC and Marvel. Ooh. He's, he's considered one of the greatest screenwriters of our time. He's done films, Social Network, Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. He wrote the screenplay for Moneyball. And he did my one of my favorite shows of all time, which is The West Wing, uh, which a lot of people want to bring back, oh. especially at this time. Yeah, yeah, be, interesting. Yeah, be really, really interesting. So this guy, Connor, had had a question out there, and he said, who would he write for? What character? Mm-hmm. He thinks that Oliver Queen would be the best. And here's Green the Arrow. reason why. Green Arrow. Regardless of your own political affiliation... It's impossible to divorce Oliver Queen from his personal political ideology. His far-left radical sensibilities came into play during the 1960s, and they are what set the Emerald Archer apart from other billionaire vigilantes in the comic book world. And he takes office, I believe, at one point. Does he become mayor of Emerald City or a a Uh, senator or something like that? So Sorkin does politics perfectly. Mm -hmm. He's thinking Green Arrow would be the one. What do you guys think about this? Boo, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Aaron Sorkin does do a fantastic job, but the one thing that makes me nervous is that, not not to say that he's a, uh, a hidden and quit it kind of a person, but he makes one movie. Yeah, yeah he, he does. He a, goes at it with one movie. He makes and goes a hard. great movie. Yeah. One movie, though. There's no sequels. There's no nothing like yeah, that. Yeah. You, you got him one time. Yes, exactly. And with Marvel and DC, what they're looking at right now is not one-time deals. They're looking at franchises. So, right. yes, it'd be great for him to do uh, Green Arrow. But I, I think he would have a better shot at doing something with Star Wars, having a, a uh, one of their anthology films instead of doing you know one of the, the numerical ones, hitting one of those, making something great, and then and then moving on. How crazy would that be, Jason Sorkin writing a Star Wars screenplay? I, I would I would watch it. My my favorite 
Marvel film is uh, Winter Soldier. I like yes. that that political thriller kind of mm-hmm. style with with that. I, I do wonder though how it would come off when you mix like he his his dialogue is like pretty everybody's pretty fast and quippy. It's, you got to yes, be on it very very much on and, it. And yeah. yeah, and like on one hand, I see that really being compatible with the superhero genre. Right. So mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't mind seeing how that plays out because I think it could be could be really good. Can you imagine him doing Iron Man's dialogue? Tony Stark's oh dialogue. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, or or right. having having yeah, or like Deadpool. That'd be all. Awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be. What do you, what do you, what do you I think? think? He um, to go with what you're saying about the uh, one film, one thing. I think it, he should write for uh, Vertigo, which is DC. Oh, and he should write a Sandman movie. Oh shit, oh, Sandman, man. and just going into the underworld mm-hmm. and all that. And that'd be kind of cool because it won't be in that yeah. genre. Yeah. But he's still knowing what with his, them, yeah. knowing what he wants. It would be, yeah, he would have to, you'd have to still tickle what he does. So, like you said, Jay, with the Winter Soldier, he'd have to do something along the lines where there's some kind of politics involved. For me right now, other than the Sandman, nothing else really comes to mind. That's but I think that would still be good if he were able to write, get his hands on that and write it. Mm-hmm. Actually, he could probably write a good Lobo movie. Yeah, that's oh, true. Lobo, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I hope he... He picks something and picks it quick. I can't wait. Yeah, that'd be great. I can't He's believe they haven't reached out to him in the first place. Well, he, no, he, DC. well, I don't, who knows if they thought they could get him. He reached out to them. Yes. So he, that's something he, he probably finds it a challenge, you know, and he probably wants to do well, it. I would love to have him do a Star Wars film. Fuck. Well, it's a good well, way for him to make it, a ton, it, of it, ton of money. If, if you want to look at it, I mean, just from, from a political standpoint, too, if you have something really, really important to, to say and you want to make this analogy for a mass audience, going to the superhero audience is a way of really critiquing the current political cl- climate for a mass audience, not, not just preaching to the choir. And that, that, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, that could be his, his, his ultimate goal with this, is, which is why he's willing to talk to both. He doesn't care which, exactly. which one he gets. He just wants one to, to do That's this. That's exactly right. I, yeah. That sounds, that sounds awesome, though. That sounds great. You know, A Few Good Men was a play first. Right. That he wrote, and then they made it to a movie. So when you're watching *Few Good Men*, you can see the yeah the acts. The, the plays and the acts. Yeah. So I, I love it. So now we're gonna get into some Marvel. You ready for this? Oh yeah. Okay. So we're gonna play the Spider-Man trailer for all y'all. Jason Boo is not a Spider-Man fan. Not so. Oh much. yeah. No. No. I respect that, but okay. I respect- <laughs> Jason really wanted to say, I respect that, but fuck off. Yeah, basically, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. No, I, no I, I'm in no way like a super Spider-Man fan either. I, I just like him, but I don't, you know, I'm in like, I don't read the comic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you don't yeah. a tattoo like Haas does. No, no, I don't. Yeah, Not yet. Tattoo. That, yeah, Haas, Haas ma- might tattoo me at Celebration with it, though. He might. He <laughs> might. He might. That would be, I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you should get a tattoo of Haas at Celebration. <laughs> just a celebration <laughs> <laughs> right. I would say Johnny Grosso to you, but I don't think your back or something would be big enough for his muscles, buddy. <laughs> right? That so, meat head. So let's play a little Spider-Man for you. What's up, guys? So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Do me a favor. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Just stay close to the ground. You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. Can you summon an army of spiders? No, Ned, no. Do you know him too? I stole his shield. Can I try the suit on? Badass. The rich and the powerful, like Stark, they don't care about us. The world's changing, boys. Time we change too. 
These weapons are crazy dangerous. Listen, Peter, forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. The illegal weapons barrier was at 2.30. You missed it. Died. I was just trying to be like you. I wanted you to be better. I'm gonna need the suit back. But I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. I screwed up. You need to stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. I want you to understand. I'll do anything to protect my family. I know you know what I'm talking about. So don't mess with me. I will kill you and everybody you love. My friends are up there! The guy is still out there. I've just got to do this on my own. Just don't do anything stupid. I got this. All right? Yeah. All right, that was your Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. The second trailer in this crazy-looking John Hughes type of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. as they call it. What's your first reactions? For, I'll go with the hater first. <laughs> yeah, let's get it out of the way. <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It looks... You you get a better sense of the struggles and the, the want for Spider-Man to be just good. He just wants right. to do good things, you know. You know uh, what is it? You know he's he he has the ability. He thinks he has the the talent and wherewithal, and everybody else is telling him no. These are these are for the big boys to handle. Mm-hmm. Just you know, go you know stop people from robbing cars and you know and stealing purses. When he's like, no, I I can I can do big shit. He does too much good, and it looks like he's he's gonna yeah, get gets in trouble for doing yes, it. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, and it's kind of interesting seeing Tony Stark be kind of like a father figure yeah yeah you know know, he's trying to protect him and help him grow at the same time so i think that's me interesting the one negative though not enough aunt may not enough aunt may not enough i need i need more of that shit you need some more my cousin Vinny. oh my god yeah leather miniskirt man oh yeah in in that bitch you remember her bodysuit damn right i do they they uh should have got george costanza George Costanza to be Uncle Ben. That would have been great. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been great. That's right. That would have been great. So what would you think, Jason? What did you think about this thing? Number one, I, I actually loved it a lot. Yeah. I thought – yeah, I really did. I, I think well, – I mean what was the famous scene from the old one? The uh, the uh, great power, great responsibility line. Yeah. Yes. I, I thought I thought the, uh, the uh, rewrite of that moment kind of – if you will, with the uh, uniform and deserving to wear it kind of thing. I think I thought that was really, really strong and well done. Yes. Um, but I also ha- kind of come at it from a weird way where if, you know, it's, it's supposed to be like this John Hughes sort of tribute film in a way. And, and it, it felt like that stuff was sort of a backseat in a lot of ways. I, I see the John Hughes stuff through the sidekick best friend, but it makes me wonder how honest the, the trailer is compared to the film that we're going to get. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. <clears throat> I don't think that the trailer represents the movie. No, no. At all. No, I think they just packed it with some awesome stuff so people are really hyped up about it. 
I want to see more Donald Glover in these trailers. Did we see him at all? I didn't we, see not him. In I, the, I didn't notice him. Donald Glover once in this one. No. And, and in the other one, he's in there for a split second next to something that shoots out some kind of nuclear neon thing where you have to pause it and like see, see him. him? Hmm. Yeah, so maybe uh, he doesn't do have a huge part. Do character is? I don't know who's character is. Miles Morales. No, it's not Miles no, Morales. But he's, I guess he's voicing Miles Morales in an animated movie. Well, and that was a rumor when they casted him first that he was going to be Miles Morales. And I Morales. think they just switched it up. Yeah, yeah they switched so it up. So he's voicing Miles Morales. He might be a little busy with the Lando thing. Maybe. Just, just, just all the yeah. other stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm pumped up about this. I think this kid is going to kill it because he stole the show. In, in Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The scenes he was in, he was just stole the show. And that's hard to do with those actors that you're doing it with. Mm-hmm. Especially um, Robert Downey Jr. Yep. And I love how this is a Marvel film. Like, oh, it yeah, is a no, Marvel film. Is, yeah. They got Captain America mm-hmm. pictures in there. They got Tony Stark's in the entire movie. Yeah. No, I, I can't wait. So definitely check out the trailer. And everybody's pumped up for it. I mean, all the reactions have been amazing. So the Justice League came out and IMDB listed it at two hours and 50 minutes long. That's all right. Jesus. So it's going to be almost a three-hour film. As long as it's entertaining, that's fine. How? Uh, here's, here's the problem. How do, you, how do you have enough action? How do you pack enough? How do you balance that out well, in two hours? It's going to be hard, man. Well, no, the reason why it's two hours and 50 minutes is because they have... I'm not going to say that they've done it wrong already because we haven't seen anything, but they they haven't given anybody else their backstory. Right. They haven't given anybody else their backstory. So we have to figure find out everything about The Flash. We have to find out everything about Cyborg, Aquaman, all that, and still put them together and have them have a uh, failure moment a, where, where, where they have to fail and come yeah. together as a team and then, and then be successful at the end. And... And there still has to be a Superman scene or scenes or a Superman. They were section. able to do the Avengers. No, no, but the, but the Avengers. But they had backstories. They had backstories. Everybody this, was this, just popping uh, yeah. in. But okay. this is the mistake. The mistake is. But that, we don't know yet. No, no, no. Not we their mistake. Oh. DC Studios' mistake is not giving us the backstories and in, in individual films before the no, Justice League. Like, no, but that, but that, that's what I was saying. I can't say that they've made a mistake yet, yet. because it might be successful. It, it, yeah. it, it might you know be good. I, so I don't know. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they they've chosen the right thing and it's we're going down the right path. Yeah, I think Oliver Stone directed this film. No, Kevin Costner for sure. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Jason? <laughs> I I mean, honestly, dude, like like a movie that long for a superhero movie to me, it just makes me think that it it's not the right time to make it if it takes that long to do that much setup. Yes. And like like Batman versus Superman. Like, me and Randy, we just couldn't even take it seriously in the theater. And, like, the best parts for us were, like, were like Wonder Woman. And then I got the three-hour cut when that came out. And then I was like, wow, this is better, but it's tedious. Right, <laughs> like, like it's so just, long. Right. Yeah. And then, like, like um, I like to take my, my you know, my, my, my boy's almost four. And, you know, I like to, like, take him to see superhero movies, and he enjoys them. But there's no way I can take my kid to see He's a three-hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. He and it, and it's just like, it. yeah, I just I just kind of think that, you know, if you can't tell a movie in two hours, then you're doing it wrong usually. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been getting shit, man. Zack Snyder, man, I have never seen anybody get so much shit from a franchise than yeah. this guy. And this is it. I think this is it for him. You're being handed the keys to a massive, massive vehicle yeah. here. 
where yeah. J.J. Abrams took over Star Wars, and even he was reluctant at first, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he said right? no, yeah. Yeah, he like, turned it no. down. Yeah. Even him taking, and he has Star Trek in his back pocket, too. Mm-hmm. So he's taken over two iconic uh, sci-fi properties, and he's been able to put things out. Here's Zack Snyder is, he's in the heavyweight ring, and so far, he's just fallen flat on his face, yeah. and so... And, and I, I want it to be good. I mean, yeah, I, I saw the we trailer. All yeah. We all got shit for liking the trailer. But, um, but you know, I don't have any kind of... Yeah, I, I'm, 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 like, rooting for him. I hope, it, I, hope, I hope it comes out awesome, and I'm like, oh, wow, that movie needed to be three hours because it was content wall-to-wall. Exactly, but, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, right? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Well, <laughs> let's move on to better news. And this better news was a, a very big surprise to me today. Variety reported... That Mr. Marvel himself, Joss Whedon, is in talks to write, direct, and produce Batgirl. Mm. That's right. For DC. Um, If it all comes together, this will be the first live-action depiction of Barbara Gordon on the silver screen since good old Alicia Silverstone in 1997's Batman and Robin. Yeah. That crushed her career. This could be a game changer for DC, though. Mm -hmm. It really can. If they can pull him out of his ass, pull, I mean, him... Get him, pull him out of his ass. That would be nice, right? Yeah. If they can pull him out of his ass. It'd be amazing. If they put that in the film, it'd be Ta-da! I'd go. Oh, I'd go no. watch. Yeah, there's your two girls, one cup. But if they get him, Matthew Vaughn, and they also are getting McKay to do the Nightwing, the Nightwing oh, film. That's right. Yeah. And who do they get to get the Batfleck? Matt there Reeves. Yeah. Matt Reeves. Yeah. So they're, they're lining up. Yeah. Like yeah. It say. looks like they're they're lining up. They're figuring it out. They're getting things you know, on track. So I'm very excited about this. Um, what do you guys think? This Joss Whedon, I know people wanted Joss Whedon to do a Star Wars film and he said no for the longest time and then he came out and said, well, if they let me do a standalone. Mm-hmm. Right, Jason? He said something like that? Yeah, yeah. There was there was, there was was some... He actually made a bunch of controversy for saying that Empire was like not a good movie. Ooh. He didn't think that the ending was satisfying and stuff like that. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. Yeah. I saw him yeah. on the red carpet of Rogue One and he was interviewed, and he said, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind doing something like this if it's a standalone. They're pretty lucky doing it. Why not? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's, it's one, of those, one of those directors where, like, in no way is he, is he even, like, in my top three or top five. Mm-hmm. But if he did one, I want to see what it looks like. And, mm-hmm. and I'm of the opinion that these movies will be bad eventually. Or there will eventually be a streak of bad Star Wars films. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's see what it looks like, you know, if Aaron Sorkin makes a Star Wars movie. Let's see what it looks like when, you know, it may, maybe it'll be genius. Maybe it'll be the best one ever. It's maybe crazy, with yeah. Joss Whedon. Yeah. I mean, like, like Firefly is cool. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I mean, I, I like the show. I think that it's diet Star Wars. Yeah, it's like I, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Jason. Firefly is like an ode to Han Solo, pretty it, much. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And and it's like so and I also feel like if Firefly had continued, I don't think it would be as revered today as it is. Kind of like, well, why not? But at the same time, I mean, he's done so many big movies for them. Maybe it's time to give some other fresh talent, kind of like Gareth Edwards, you know, their shots and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think about him moving over to DC? I mean, it could be a game changer for them. Yeah, they they need it, I think. Yeah, I mean, so, so so far, none of the uh, DC content um, on on screen has really done it. For, the the uh, TV stuff has been fun. Great. I'm not completely current, but it's been fun. Like oh, Green Arrow, yeah, been, yeah. Really Flash, I, I I really like that stuff. But even yeah, even their the, animated uh, movies have been mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, oh, those those I 
I wish Star Wars would would steal that. I wish Star Wars would do that too. That's what I've been saying, man. I've been saying that. Why isn't Star Wars have that kind of content on Netflix? Yeah, I've been saying this for on on, I said it on our show, and then I said on Rogue One. Yeah, I want that for Mm -hmm. the age demographics of fifteen to fifty. Right, right. Something that we can like talk about adult themes, Mm -hmm. something that way. But hopefully, but 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 he's better. He's better on TV. I think. I think Joss Whedon's better when his characters have that. 10 hours to, to, to delve into oh, and yeah, to, exactly. to, 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 for Buffy, right? Yeah. 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 For, so uh, he Buffy. knows how to do what I was excited about. This is he knows how to tell stories with strong women, mm-hmm. especially with Buffy. So I think this Batgirl is going to be great. Well, his roots are in sci-fi in general in the first place right. because he wrote, which alien movie was it? The one that he wrote alien directed. three, I believe. Yeah, so he yeah. wrote that one. Mm. And I guess the actors, I guess, in from what I read on IMDb, the actors were not able to deliver his his writing the way that he wanted it to. That's how he was able to get that in. Winona Ryder was in that one, right? Yes. But he was oh, that was that was Alien Four. William oh, Gibson. Okay. William, William Gibson wrote the first draft for the Fincher Alien Three, so that was Alien Four. Alien Four. Okay. Yeah. Alien yeah. Four. Okay. See, I'm glad you're fact checking us. Thank right. you. <laughs> <laughs> we were just rolled along. But yeah, he did write that, and then Firefly was born from him just. So I don't see why he would have never thrown his hat in the ring in the first place for Star Wars. But DC is definitely figuring out, you know, we need to just start headhunting guys mm-hmm. and get them over here and just get things going. And good for them. They're figuring yeah, it out. Definitely. They're figuring it out. So this was great news. Mm-hmm. Great news. All over social media, people were ecstatic about this. So there you go. All right. So there's your Marvel. There's your DC. We're going to get into some, I don't know, Star Wars. Economy got you down? Stressed out? Worried about your future? Sounds like you need a Han job. I'm Han Solo, and I have jobs for everyone. Come by and apply for your Han job, and I'll get you off and running. Other websites jerk you around and don't finish what they start. But with HanJobs.org, we'll have you shooting for the stars. But keep it down. My neighbors don't know what's going on in here. Sure, we got a guy here. Jason, you you feel like talking about Star Wars? I guess. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing else to talk about. if I have to. Yeah, there's nothing else to really talk about, but you know, if we want to get into some Star Wars. All right, Jason. So I got questions for you, Jason. Just some okay. Star Wars-related questions. Just so I wanted to get your opinion on s- certain things. So, okay. Okay. Rebels. I, I know your opinion on this. I've talked to you before about this. Your opinion yeah. on Rebels. Yeah, my opinion on Rebels was that it had a very strong first season that set up likable characters and was really, really about capturing that original trilogy tone and sort of that magic, if you will. And then we got into the second season, and then it started to feel a little bit aimless and gimmicky with uh, big heroes. And then the uh, third season, I started to feel like maybe it was going to pick up. Yeah. And But, like, Thrawn came on, and I'm not the world's largest EU fan of the, the expanded universe. It's not necessarily, like, my thing, um, all, all in all, but I was excited to see Thrawn on screen and... I just felt like all overall, like that guy was just like they told us he was cool and could not show us he was cool. Yeah. They told us he was like this mastermind and there was never any big trap or set that was set that it like that would really convince me it was clever. It all felt very, very much like, well, remember in A New Hope when they let the Falcon go because they were tracked? It was all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, and then obviously they um, wrapped up Maul in that in the, the near the finale of it. 
And to me, it just completely like was it was it was the first time in my life something huge has come on screen on Star Wars. I mean, even when the Ewok films came on, I was like the right age for them. Yeah. And so so those 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 were. Yeah. No. And when those came on, like you were able to turn your stereo on. And they, they broadcast the audio over the radio so you could have stereo sound. You were like, yeah, oh, yeah. the theater's in my house. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, but anyways, like, like, yeah, that was the first time that Star Wars just really, like, on screen let me down. And I was just, like, oh. felt very indifferent. And uh, it was strange to be on that side of things because I'm a prequel fan. I think those movies are absurd. I think <laughs> George Lucas is insane. And I think no one has has or ever will make movies like those ones. Yeah, yeah. And no, we so talked I about that, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I appreciate them for their weirdness, but um, Rebels to me, it just I just right now feel like it lacks a lot of soul. And I, I'm hoping for I'm hoping season four changes my mind, but I don't plan on watching it as it comes out now. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it in chunks. You think? Do you think the the question I have is you think that having Thrawn having Maul. In, in this animated series has killed it for standalone films. Meaning if they were to do a, a Kenobi film, they just yeah. killed off Maul and they killed off any chance for us to see a live action version of Ewan McGregor going against Ray Park. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my uh, buddy still was on his show and he was like, they were never going to do that, man, because they couldn't explain that how Maul came back. But you know, because you know, if we saw Phantom Menace, you just think he's yes. dead. If you miss like ten years of animated stuff, you course, you, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, so you could write it open ended for both audiences. Where right. I can't believe he's here and he's alive. So if you've only seen Phantom Menace, that's what you think it's referring to. And if you've only if you've seen the Clone Wars, you know exactly what he's talking exactly. about. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I so, so I, I they missed the boat. And I, I love what yeah. you said. I love what you said in your podcast. You said if you can't do it right, then don't fucking do it. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, they they did not show Maul get hit, and I'm not I'm not a guy who wants R-rated Star Wars. I don't I think that'd be out of the spirit of Star Wars for it to go completely like R-rated. Yeah. But but I mean I saw him get cut in half. Yes. And now I could I and I couldn't even see him get hit with a lightsaber. It was it was confusing, and the execution was poor. And Ezra Bridger is a character who listens, as my friend still points out listens all the time except for or does not listen but that one time kenobi tells him to go that's the one time he listens it's yeah, like it's right, completely convenient yeah, yeah it's completely convenient for the, for the writing staff about whether ezra's going to listen or not yeah, exactly. and uh yeah so yeah i'm just not feeling it i mean i'm loving the the movies since rogue run rogue so one has yeah. come out i've amazing. watched it five times at home since it's, since oh, it's been it's released uh-huh. and yeah so those those are working for me even when i'm critical i mean i could be critical and still love something and and I'm critical of Rogue One. Like I don't I like all the characters, but I don't really love any of the characters. Yeah. But I love the I love the premise and I love the movie and I love the moments. Sure. It's it's it's, it's a weird place to be in for me and, right now. <laughs> do you like the fan service that they do? Yeah, it's like it doesn't ruin it like Ponda Baba and Dr. Evazan, for instance, yeah. in Rogue One. It doesn't break it for me, and I think it's kind of funny at the same time, like when I when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I didn't need it, but I also think that like Darth Vader showing up in that movie is my favorite part of Rogue One. Yes. But I also feel it was a huge band-aid on a structurally flawed film. <laughs> yeah, and people forget about the cuts and the wounds because they bring that band-aid back and put it on. Yeah. Jane and, and Cassie and die and we're supposed to fill it. And then they're like, Okay, okay, guys, wipe wipe your tears. Here you go. Have have fun. Yeah. And and, 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 and,
Yeah, and, and it's Star Wars, and it should be that way. So I kind of see them as being in a catch-22 as long as they're making these sort of new genre uh, breaking genre breaking films almost like they 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 break the genre of Star Wars to add a different kind of feel to it and yeah. so so it's always going to be weird but I, I think it was worth it so I'm completely happy with what the choices that they did make though okay and, now, where, where do you see the last question I have for you just with the Star Wars just just questions that I want to ask you personally yeah. um, in t- where do you see this this franchise going meaning not in story content but in ten years in Star Wars to me right now, and I, and I was a kid at its height. I saw Jedi at the Cynodome. <laughs> we talked about this in uh, old school theater. You remember the Cynodome, Les? Yeah. Yeah. Jason remembers the Cynodome as well. It was a great movie theater down over here. I saw Jedi. I waited in line for three hours, and it was unbelievable. It changed my life. And it was huge then, and then it was stagnant for a while, like Jason said earlier. And then now it's fucking everywhere yeah, it's nuts, i mean yeah. it's, it's on oranges it's yeah it's on fucking oranges yeah. in 10 years are we going to be at this level are we going to be at a higher level or or, or are we is, is it going to drop well i mean i could only talk about i guess i could only take talk about like my personal experience from the site side of things and i'll, I'll tell you that if i run if i ran a rogue one article it would get like fifty thousand hits Shit. but if i ran in episode eight article it's like a hundred thousand hits. My goodness. Okay. And and so it says something, I think, about what the audience wants. And then and then at the very end, as Rogue One was about to come out, that's when people started really turning on to it. But but it, it's it's a difficult thing. I don't know how they're gonna do it if they don't keep doing the episodes. Okay. Or or if they don't have a breakout hit that onto itself spawns its own saga. Gotcha. Wow. wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That's great. So what are you hearing about this crazy – I know you had some great stuff on your site. Um, you might want – if you could talk about some of the stuff that you had on your site um, about uh, episode eight coming out. I, yeah, well, we I got, don't know if everybody else has read it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Thoreau from yeah, – Yeah, Thoreau uh, from, and then the gorilla at app. Yeah, whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into like minor spoilers here um, okay. in episode eight. I think like like with this stuff. Okay, so potentially, listen, everybody, if you do just not want to be up. spoiled about episode eight, forward this. Just forward it seven minutes to be safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you'll be all good. If you do not want to be spoiled for episode eight, the last Jedi. If you want to be spoiled, yeah. turn the fucking volume up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we've heard that 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 he's playing um, a slicer. And um, a slicer is the Star Wars equivalent of a hacker. Gotcha. And um, he he's and he wears like this like white suit jacket with like a black suit, like a tuxedo, and he, he looks very dapper, almost like James Bond. But he looks like a little bit like Indiana Jones and in, uh, Temple of Doom okay. at the beginning during okay. the during the Anything Goes sequence. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So he's looking like C. Stylin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we also t- um, uh, had some stuff to, to report this week about. The uh, new um, first order version of the AT AT, yeah, um, which is like the four legged walker, ATAT, whatever you, however you, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, but these ones are like um, they're modeled after like gorillas. Yeah, so they they sort of like they have like this like kind of like scooping nature to the way that yet they walk. They may be faster. I couldn't really tell you for sure. 
but um, but they're about like like the original Adat goes up to its belly. It's it's so big and it's probably about twice as thick oh, and shit, um, awesome. and like like it has really fat legs. So if you look at it dead on, it looks like a gorilla with its two like fists just planted firmly in the ground, looking at you. We uh, we did a we did an interpretation of it. We did we did a drawing of it, and that that's fairly close. And uh, it almost reminds me of like a G one Transformer, like Megatron, oh, nice. <laughs> Megatron with a gorilla because that's like a red eye kind of thing. Yeah. It's almost like Megatron with a gorilla with an Adat like oh, mixed together. And I just this, uh, the table right here just moved up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And then we, and then yeah, the one thing that we haven't talked about uh, on the site yet that uh, I'll, I'll want your guys' uh, feedback on oh, was uh, I, you, I you, you're, you're dropping something right here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. I, oh my god, god people. oh man. I feel I feel honored right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason Ward is dropping something on the Sith list. Oh, man. A big question, or one of the questions that people have asked is, is Octu, the planet that Luke Skywalker's on, is it inhabited? And and uh, one of the things that I, I've heard uh, very from very, very reliable people is that there is some kind of culture there. And I don't know how, I don't know how big it is, but there's a, a, at least like a nun. I don't know what you call it when like you have like a nun and they have like what looks like a napkin on their head. I hope I'm not insulting right. anybody's religion, but... <laughs> But it's kind of it's kind of uh, one of those situations where yeah she has like the napkin on her head oh, and shit. she's she's like a frog amphibian kind of creature okay like very sort of short looking and sort of like pudgy okay away yeah. and like but like 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 a, a nun so it makes me think that at some point maybe perhaps Luke Skywalker and Luke Oray um, visit some at a nunnery or a monastery of some kind and that must be where where they run into this person. Okay. And so, yeah, I don't know what that could mean, but I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to extrapolate upon from here. Holy crap. So, yeah, the whole thing is that we thought Luke was ad hoc to meditating or hiding, or hiding and staying away mm-hmm. because maybe his powers are too, too strong. But there's people with him. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Could could they be dampeners? So, like Ooh, his, to his, hide him. To, to hide him, help hide him. Could they oh, okay. be able to dampen the force, at least mm. for him or for someone? Possibly. That's that's interesting. Very very possible. Very possible. Yeah, my my take on it has been that they're they're looking for something. So I almost feel like maybe maybe I, I don't know this. This is just me speculating. But maybe yeah, maybe she knows the the history or or maybe she's in one shot and she just points that way north or something. I I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's right. Like yeah, go there. Yeah, and that's it. Mm-hmm. What you were looking for yeah. is that go there. Yeah. Yo- Yoda's chilling in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's fucking amazing. Thank you so much for dropping yeah, that, man. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Anytime. That's a big one too. Fucking and there's those things that you talked about. Those bird-looking things, right? That you talked about yeah. on the side as well. So there's all kinds of life forms on there. There are, there are. There's like a lot of creatures, and uh, I have a big update coming pretty soon to that to that story. Great, and uh, yeah, so so just keep your eye out for it. Okay, awesome. Wow. Thank you very very That's much. Well, sure. Thank you. That's great, I think that's man. Show, right? Yeah. No, no, we should, no, because Mister Mister Ward's got to go through the flash round. Oh, time for some rapid fire. Huh? Yeah, you ready for the flash round, Jason? All right, let's do it. All right, so so I'm going to ask you some questions, and you got to come up with the first thing that pops up. So I might say Han or Luke, and you would say. Luke. Okay, so just like that. All right, so okay. here we go. 
It's time for the Flash Round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Batman, Keaton, Bale, Clooney, Kilmer, Affleck. Keaton. Beyonce or Katy Perry? Beyonce. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> you answered it right. <laughs> Your go-to karaoke song? Uh, that would be Somebody to Love by Queen. Okay. Ooh, that's a good We're going to talk about that in a second. Man. Mike Zero or Dad Jeans? Just kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> Godfather 1 or 2? Two? 2. Nice. Me too. You're in trouble, Amanda Ward. You're in trouble. <laughs> uh, favorite cuss word? Fuck. Nice. Yes. Kirk, Kirk Cobain or Freddie Mercury? Oh, not fair. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> not fair. Kirk Cobain for today. Okay. For today. Favorite sitcom of all time? Family Ties. Oh. Ooh, Alex P. Wow. Keaton. Alex P. Keaton, that Alex little conservative Keaton. asshole. I love him. Uh. Well, that was the biggest King. crush on Mallory. On Alex P. Keaton? No, on Mallory. Oh, I oh like Mallory. Mallory was the... Mallory, Mallory was... was shit. That was my oh, yeah. Best, That's Jason Bateman's sister. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, Did you yeah. ever watch uh, Facts of Life? Oh, hell yeah. I was a big 2D girl. Oh, I, was, I was all about Blair. I'm a 2D guy. You're, you're I was all about Blair. Girl. Yeah, okay. I want a 2D's <laughs> horn. Nah. <laughs> that didn't work out. All right, back to the, back to the game here. Okay, okay, choice between Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt in the next Star Wars film. Oh, fuck, man. Brad Pitt. Okay. <laughs> God, you should have seen his face, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were disgusted. He was a pain. Oh. All right. Del Taco versus Taco Bell. Del Taco. Ooh. Oh. Patrick Bonifisco would probably... Don't let him Don't let him hear this. My, you know, my, my, my wife is all about Taco Bell, and I don't get to eat Del Taco, so Del Taco has become the delicacy in my, in my home. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. They have the best chili cheddar fries ever, man. And they have cherry Coke. And yes, they have they cherry do. Coke. Yes. Yeah. We yes. usually Which go to Del Taco I, when we want to get drinks and, and put alcohol in yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the best cherry Coke and shit. All right. Um, well, this is going to be easy. I should have. Joss Whedon or J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams. Yeah, of course. That was a, that was a fucking <laughs> – yeah, I, I, I love I love Lost. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Last question: Grosso or Haas? Oh. Haas. <laughs> Haas. Sorry, Johnny. I had to do it. I had to do it. I I think I think Haas is a saint. A saint. Yeah, Haas, Haas is a saint. no. Haas is I, I I I love I I love Johnny. I really do. He, oh, no, he's I he's a he's a great guy. But um, I do have to say that Haas is still a saint. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So now we're gonna get into some voicemails. So people called. And it left voicemail messages on our hotline. So this voicemail is from Ollie. Yo, what's up, Syphilist? What's up, Barrage, Boo, Carlos, if you're on? And if you guys happen to have uh, Jason Jason the Ward, uh, welcome, to, welcome to you to the Syphilist. I'm happy to hear you uh, do some discussion about things other than making Star Wars. I know that keeps you busy making all that Star Wars stuff with the Story Club. But I would like to hear your other take, uh, your other takes on uh, different parts of uh, geek culture. Um, so, first off, took my daughters to the Beauty and the Beast movie. Have to say, Disney is doing stellar with the uh, live-action Disney flicks. Um, I think this is the best one they've done yet. But that's not the reason why I'm bringing that up. In the trailers, there was a trailer for a little flick called Wonder Woman, and I was completely blown away. 
I'm excited to see that flick. Wondering if you guys saw the trailer. Wondering if uh, it's got you excited. Um, also, just lots of Walking Dead. Some good stuff. This season is ramping up to, to be good. I know Jason has maybe a differing opinion uh, with recent seasons of The Walking Dead, but uh, I, I like what they've done this season so far. Um, and then also, um, specifically Jason, if you are on, uh, I was wondering, you guys keep saying Star Wars is back on your podcast, but why the hell is Willow not back? Why are you not making that happen? I want a sequel. Tell me, tell me, tell me why that can't be. Uh, thank you guys for everything you do each and every week, Garage Boo, Carlos. Uh, this this is a great podcast. You guys get better every week. Thanks. Have a good day. All right, Ollie. Thank you so much for that. That was really nice of you, man. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening. And let's uh, talk about some of the stuff that you mentioned here. What, Jason? What are you excited about this Wonder Woman film? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it looks fun. It does, it but does I mean, work. yeah, yeah. I like like Wonder Woman's one of those characters where, as a kid, I only was able to consume her like in cartoons. Like right. I never read one, a Wonder Woman comic actually, and uh, which is probably something I should I should remedy in the future. But yeah. um, but uh, her, her, which like I said, which came out on Batman versus Superman, I saw in the in the uh, theatrical cut, she had the best moments in that film. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I'm, I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that movie, and then. Uh, when he mentions Willow, I love Willow as much as I love Star Wars. Like to me, really? it's like, are you a huge Willow I, fan? I, I, I am. I I think Willow is a Star Wars movie set in a fantasy realm. Like it is so like the same thing. It's I, I love Willow. I would love to see them resurrect Willow. I just I just fear that if they do, it's going to have too many Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings stuff in it. Like oh, I yeah, I, I, I don't have anything against those movies. Like as for what they are, but I don't like three hour long movies. I just don't. It just doesn't. It isn't for me. I can't do it in a sitting. It, I thought just, you were really it, pumped up about that JLA movie coming out. <laughs> <this week. laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm hoping that I, I hope that if they do bring Willow back at some point, and I hope it keeps that same Star Wars sensibility, if you will. Okay. And then, like, um, and then, like, Walking Dead. It's kind of a weird thing. I, I was a, an avid reader. I have, I have the, like all oh, the first hundred issues or so of that. Of that. Okay. And and I, I really liked it, but like for me, once we hit the moment where we like lose Glenn, something about it it just feels so final to me, and I just oh. I can't con- I can't connect with it after that. And I, I think it was like almost inappropriate ending. Uh, I wish the Glenn thing had been the ending of it, if there was ever going to be one. And so so I, I kind of like uh, have a hard time sticking with it week to week. So that's one where. Yeah, my my wife feels the same way. We decided that with the current season, the one you know that we were going to just watch it all at once. That's actually oh, a man. genius move because they've had some filler episodes, but I've heard people that have been binging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't feel the fillerness. Oh, <laughs> Meaning right. they, they, it flows. It's a lot better. Thing. We're oh, getting it okay. week to week, and it's driving us crazy. Yeah, jittery, but people yeah. that are binging it are enjoying it. Okay. So good. Dude. Yeah. The oh, the man. last one I, I watched was the one with the uh, where they get to the uh, like the, the kingdom kind of thing, the kingdom oh, okay. stuff, like with the that kind of stuff. That was that was kind of where I was like, okay, and I, it was a bit zany, but I kind of liked it for its strangeness and its left field nature. Yeah. But 
Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, an, I'm definitely going to binge watch it. You're going to notice that this season it feels totally different than any other Walking Dead season. Mm-hmm. The writing, the music, okay. the, the dialogue, everything is different. Yeah, I, I just wish Darabont hadn't got the shaft on it. I know. I just, I just, I know. yeah, it just it never actually felt as good to me without him either. But I, I think I'm in the minority there overall maybe at least well, for no, the people I've talked like to no and they're losing they are losing they're viewership losing they're still yeah. number one I and mean, they're still killing yeah it, but they're losing they're sure losing viewers yeah what season is it now like eight or seven or seven seven yeah seven yeah yeah i mean it's like for a show to still be killing it at season seven season seven is amazing right right all right cool so thank you ollie there's your uh there's your email response really really i mean your voicemail response we really really appreciate it so we're gonna go to king tom Who's the king of all toms? Tom! Hey, Raj and Boo and Jason, too. This is King Tom. Call about some rebels. Um, I actually really liked that season finale that ran um, last night. That was the type of thing that I wanted to see in Rebels. Um, all this time, and by that I mean kick-ass space battles and the building of the Rebel Alliance. Um, one thing about the show is it's a little bit rough because really the Rebels aren't going to have any big victories because of what's been established in canon, but that's you know that's the way it's going to go. My one disappointment um, with the episode was how they handled the character of the Bendu. And I don't mean because he came face-to-face with Thrawn, and Thrawn wasn't like, oh, let me study some drawings you did on the back of a cocktail napkin to defeat you. The thing that I was uh, disappointed with about about the Bendu was that I really liked his character, and I thought, especially in the new canon, he was a great way to look at an alternate aspect of how to use the Force. And the way that I thought they were going to get around the whole Luke and Obi-Wan and Yoda being the last of the Jedi was that um, sometime in this, maybe next season, I thought that they were going to have Kanan and Ezra abandon the Jedi path and follow the Bendu, realize that that's how they can best help the Rebellion by, you know, not fully following the light side, but embracing parts of the dark side also, kind of like what Yoda learned in that one Clone Wars arc, where he learned that he has to acknowledge his the dark side within him. Um, at least that's the meaning I took from it. So there goes my theory as to how they're going to reconcile um, what Yoda and Obi-Wan tell Luke, that they're the last of the Jedi, while having Kanan and Ezra still around. So I wanted to... Um, See what you guys thought about the future of Rebels. What are they going to do next season? Are they going to are they going to kill off Kanan and Ezra? Are they going to have them abandon the Jedi Order? Um, are they going to freeze them in carbonite for a few years? Because um, obviously now that the Bendu's out of the way, that's one highway they won't be able to explore. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. All right, King Tom, thank you very much. I'm going to throw this to the Star Wars expert. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Les. No, just go ahead, I'm kind of with him here where I felt like the season finale was sort of where the show should always be. Okay. Like I, I felt like like making the, the season finale competent did, doesn't excuse how incompetent the rest of the season was for me. And um, the stuff with Ezra, like would they kill him? I used to want to say yeah, but now that they wouldn't even show Darth Maul dying, I'm like, what are you going to do with 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 Ezra if you wanted to kill him? I don't see how, or if they do, I feel like the punch is going to be pulled. I kind of, you know, 
There's something going on here, though, with these on Jakku, with these Force users that neither use the light nor, nor the dark. Mm-hmm. That's coming up in the Aftermath book, and which really lines up with the Bendu concept. And then there's a lot of stuff about Snoke saying that he wanted Ben Solo so badly because he could embody the best and right. of the dark side and the light side. So I kind of see it maybe going in that kind of way. And, and the idea of a great Jedi is stupid. Like you can't have a great Jedi. Like it's like you're either of the philosophy or, or you're not, but you can be dark side or light side mm-hmm. and, and you can go beyond a spectrum of that scale. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them kind of take them into a new place where, you know, they aren't following the Sith or the Jedi binary and it's something else. At the same time, it is sort of weird because it's hard to excuse them as being the new hope, if you will. Like, it's weird that they're like, well, we had a vision. It's Luke. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go home. Yeah, right. Yeah, later. <laughs> yeah. 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 So 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 I almost feel like right now I'm like I'm just not sure what it's what it's going to come to. I just don't know if it if it can be satisfying. I, I'm I'm hoping for the best. I, I am rooting for them. I'm not like angry at them for making a series that I haven't enjoyed particularly overall. But I am I'm rooting for them and I'm hoping that if something happens in the fourth season, if it's if it is the final season that makes me reevaluate the whole thing and see it differently. Yeah, hopefully they have something underneath their sleeve that they pull out that makes this all make sense. You know. Yeah. And I definitely don't think they're going to get they're going to kill Kanan nor are they going to they're going to leave it ambiguous at the very end. They maybe kind of like an Ahsoka deal. They're not going to kill them on an XD show, a Disney XD. Show. Well, well, did, did you guys see when they did the Leia episode where Leia yeah. gets those like hammerhead chips? Yes. And like I thought the, the episode was weak, and I thought it was like a pretty boring version of of, of of Leia, and I I just it just didn't come together for me. And then those ships were in Rogue One in a really great sequence. Yes, and everybody was like, "See, see, oh god, yeah, look at that." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, nah, I go back and I watch it, and it's still a bad, it's still a, a weak story. It's yeah. still not compelling." Exactly. And uh, so so I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping whatever they do with it's more than that kind of thing. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent, right there with you. All right, thank you, King Tom. That was a great. Great Bye, Tom. Uh, voicemail. <laughs> All right. Our next one, our last one, is going to go to Mr. Patrick Taco Bell Bonifrisco, who I've, <laughs> I've labeled his new nickname is Bono. Bono. I'm, yeah, I'm Bono. looking forward to hanging out with him at Celebration. Yeah, I am too. He came over here. We were playing Cards Against Humanity, and we had people over, and we're drinking, and I, I called him at like – I mean I sent him a DM at, at like one in, one in the morning and he's like I'll be there in 30 minutes <laughs> so he ended up staying here drinking and we hung out till about 5 in the morning mm-hmm. so nice. he's a good guy good guy yeah. can't wait and I can't wait for celebration by the way just to hang out with all you guys it's gonna be a blast it's gonna be a good time Wish I could is, is, is everyone here making it? Except not, for Les. Not myself. Not Les. Less no. is definitely not more that week. Les. Les. I'm sorry. No, no. All right. We'll be on the agenda for future Star Wars. There yeah, you go. We're going to have to live stream <laughs> us hanging out for Les. Yes. There. Uh, our next one is Mr. Patrick Bonifrisco. So let's get to his voicemail. What's up, Arajan and Boo? It's your old pal, Patrick. On the last episode, you started talking about rebooting Three's Company. And I think you know how I feel. No one. I repeat, no one can play Jack Tripper other than John Ritter. But since you brought it up, let's do this. It's time for fantasy casting. (laughs) 
Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. Let me know who you think should be cast in a Three's Company reboot. And I want all the characters. I'm thinking a trilogy of movies, each one with a different blonde roommate. So you've got to give me Jack, Janet, Chrissy, Cindy, Terry, the Ropers, Mr. Furley, and Larry. I'd list more characters, but I really should go. I think I hear less coming over here right now. Gotta go. All right, Patrick, by the way, that was the most well-produced voicemail I think I've ever heard. Yeah, that was fantastic. (laughs) That that was great. Yeah, that was fantastic, so thank you. But I don't know if we can throw a whole casting... We we listened to this cold. We didn't get... If I had time here... um, I think if all of us take one part to cast... Okay, Uh, who do you want, Jason? We're doing a fantasy company. Yeah, dude, this is is impossible. I mean, how, how do you recast Mr. Furley? Yeah. Furley, I mean, how do you recast John Ritter? I mean, if it was like a dopey studio movie, they put like Jim Carrey as Mr. Furley. <laughs> it would okay, be terrible. Okay, see? Terrible. Yeah, of course you would come up with a good one. Damn it. Boo, uh, Boo doesn't even know what the I, fuck I, we're I, talking I, about. I know what this company is, but as far as characters, <laughs> yeah. Okay, think about a blonde, to. ditzy, good-looking Well, are, are we doing Terry or are we doing He wants Chrissy? us to do every fucking one of them, but I Every single one. Life. You should do Chrissy because she's the most we'll, popular We'll one. do Chrissy. Terry was the best, though. Terry was Terry, the best. Yeah, Terry that the nurse. Best. Terry was hot. That, Beautiful. I, and it made me feel things when I was four years old I didn't know I could feel. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yeah. Those white shorts. Yeah, t- yeah Terry, well, uh, well, I grew from, up with Terry, let me tell the, you. From the, <laughs> from the description you gave me, the one that pops in my head, the first one was Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson would be a good Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Simpson would be a good Chrissy. Ten years, ten years ago. Oh, oh uh, uh, ben, ben Mendelsohn as Mr. Mendel- Roper. <laughs> oh, Ben. Oh, that would be actually really good. I could see I could see Mr. Roper. He, he would look at the camera and smile. Stanley Roper. I'm going to go ahead and cast Larry, and that, that would be Zac Efron. <laughs> Zach Efron is there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you got tail. Right. With TGI Fridays as the Regal Beagle. Yes. There it is. Yes. <laughs> We're doing this, Patrick. We're getting it done for you. Yes. I hope. yes. We're getting it done. Okay, I'm going to do John Ritter, but god damn, man, I don't know who we could do as John Ritter. God, he is so good. Uh, Maybe Steve. His son. His son. Oh, his son. Oh, his son's a great actor. That's his right. He's a pretty good actor. Yeah. And he looks like him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's the physical comedy, like, like. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Steve Carell, maybe. Um, his son would be great, though. His son has to be in in the show. His son's great. <laughs> he was in Parenthood. Yeah, we'll think about it. We'll think about it more, Patrick, and hit you back on celebration while we're sitting eating. Yo quiero Taco Bell. It, it's going to keep me up at night. I'm going to have this whole thing cast now. I promise. By celebration, when we get together, oh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be there with you, and we're going we're gonna to lay it down. You guys right. better live stream that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason, before you go, before we let you go, uh, thank you first of all for coming out. Yes, thank you and, so much. And thank you doing this. This has been amazing for us. You want to talk about your new podcast, which I love to death. Which you yeah, we we have a show called called Fingered by Jason and Randy, or no. <laughs> Fingered by Randy and Jason. Yeah, give Randy um, his place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think I got it in the theme song first, I think, at one point. But anyways, um, yeah, yeah, and we do uh, five different topics five days a week. You know, they're each about 15 to 30 minutes, I would say. And uh, we just kind of hit on it. And it's our way of sort of doing something outside of Star Wars. So we can talk about the other things that we like. And so many people who follow our show are like, I want to know what you think about it. 
and what you think about the new yeah, vampire, the stat movie. This and, yeah, I'd love this yeah. tonight. So, so, we're, so that's kind of our version of it where, where we're kind of, you know, doing our little thing and these little mini episodes daily. And, uh, yeah, so, so, so check, check it out. Um, I know it sounds like it means something, but it doesn't mean what you think it means. Yes. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, but where could they, where can they find it? Um, fingered podcast. And if you go to fingered podcast on Twitter right now, you could get links to all of the various feeds, you know, through iTunes and Google play and all that stuff. And Randy's setting up a website right now and, uh, it's not live yet, so I can't plug it yet, but, gotcha, um, gotcha. That'll eventually be a lander page where you can subscribe to it. And uh, I retweet it from my Making Star Wars Twitter every now and then. So if you are really looking for it and can't find it, you can find it through the Making Star Wars Twitter. Awesome. And if you just Google fingered, I'm sure you'll be happy with what you yeah. see. <laughs> be an interesting search there, yeah. No, I just – I hope you'll all get fingered. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Amanda wants to hear that though. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. She's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's, very, she's very progressive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Now, for the people, the people that have never been on any of Jason's, well, on MakingStarWars.net, if you're into Star Wars at all, it's a hundred percent must. Mm-hmm. If you're into Star Wars at all, I'm probably preaching to the choir because obviously you guys have been on his site. Try the new podcast. It's it's really good. The theme song gets stuck in your head all fucking day. You let me listen to the rough cut of it, and that got stuck in my goddamn head all, all day. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's fantastic. And if you're into Star Wars, go to Now This Is Podcasting and listen to that podcast. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And all the podcasts on the Making Star Wars Network, mm-hmm. unbelievable. So, And I'm looking forward to having you guys on Now This Is Podcasting. Like, oh, hopefully, maybe, be, maybe oh, at Celebration. That would be an honor. Yeah, that would would be awesome if we get together at celebration and absolutely and do yeah we'll do definitely we'll do definitely get together we would be honored man yes yes so thank you thank, thank you. you thank you so much for being on jason mm-hmm. thank you guys i had a great time all right bye. okay now we are going to get into some walking dead now that jason's gone we can dive into the walking dead because we didn't want to spoil it for jason no 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 so we just saw the season finale oh did we fucking epic it was epic. It was a great season finale. Before we even said anything, yes, we do not want to spoil this for you. So make sure if you do not want to be spoiled, you fast forward. Know. Fast forward fifteen minutes. That's it. Yeah. If that. If that. Just to be safe. So uh, five, four, three, two, one. Spoil. Michonne's dead. Michonne almost died. Almost. On the brink. Damn it, I was close. Boo was close. So the season finale happened. It was really good. Shit hit the fan. The fan hit the shit. The fan hit the shit. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And the star of the whole episode, Sheba. Yes, that thing is hero of the day. Hero, fuck, that was fucking epic. What's his name? Uh, What's his name? Ezekiel should have been writing her like uh, like He Man. Oh, yeah, oh that would have been cool. Richie, then you would have got your He-Man. Yeah, there you go. You would have got a He-Man scene. moment. <laughs> Could you imagine if Rick would have yelled out, I have the power. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would have been sick. But we, uh, it was, you know, rest in peace, Sasha. Oh, she man. sacrificed herself. She went out like a badass. Actually, you know what? That sacrifice had to be the best one. I mean, throughout all the seasons, there have been people who have given themselves yeah. up and done some things. Merle was... Pretty much the most epic one. Yes. But Sasha pretty much topped that. Yeah. And it was going back and forth, and he had the flash forwards Mm -hmm. and the flashbacks. And the. This one with Sasha truly had a purpose. Yes. 
truly felt right. This one felt right. You didn't have to feel too bad about her going out. And mm-hmm. and very well done, by the way, with the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. And bringing uh, Mr. What do you call it? Redhead? Abraham. Abraham back. Yeah, suck my nuts. For him, yeah, for us to see him, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Thought it was a great, great ending to a up and down season. Mm-hmm. I'm sure as kids, we all had to... Had that time where we sat at the dinner table and we couldn't leave until we ate the nasty vegetables. <laughs> you know, or you didn't get dessert or you didn't get certain things if you didn't eat your nasty spinach right away or if you didn't eat it at all. Yeah. Those episodes that we had to go through were those nasty vegetables. Yeah, and it's true. Like I said, I think I said it an episode ago, we were, the buildup was pretty good. The mm-hmm. payoff, worth all of it. Yeah. I'm sure plenty of people across the nation watching the show jumped up when that tiger jumped through the we, screen. We did. You did, yeah. But I jumped up, yeah, yeah. And I jumped up shit, crazy. Had a, I'm sure people had watch parties even though they'd been losing viewers. Yeah. And I'm sure the place went fucking wild because mm-hmm. that was an epic ass Yeah, I thought, I thought Carl, there was a good chance for him to die right yeah. there. Yeah. I thought they oh, were going to change so things close. and switch things around a little bit and have Carl die instead of having Rick get his hands chopped off. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe a snipe... <laughs> Right before it happened to yeah. Negan. Yeah, yeah, so, just, just wing him. You yeah, know, so you know. it was pretty cool how they did it. Yeah, It exactly. was pretty cool how they did it. Now, how did they get in? Uh, I think the back, the back that they door? were patrolling through that was all beat down. Okay. It looked like a couple of houses were on fire back there and the wall was breached. And it looks like Dwight was sincere. Yeah. About yeah. his... Dwight, be- Dwight is no joke. Yeah, he's for real. And he left that little art token. Mm-hmm. Chess piece. Yeah, for Daryl. I don't know how he knew Daryl was going to find that, but but that's fine. It's worth a shot. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, all in all, a good episode. And what do you guys think is going to go down months from now in next season? Don't say it like that, man. It's awful. Don't don't do that. Uh, Go ahead, Boo. You go first. Well, the thing that I find interesting is you're not going to be able to feel not calm, but... You know, you go out for you go out looking for supplies. You could come back. Everybody's dead. The place is burned down. I don't. I, I don't know how much the show is going to progress as far as them them getting more stuff and, and different things like that. So I'm not. I'm not sure. It, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic and a, a ton of warfare and, and a ton of epic battles. So I, I hope at least. So yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting season. A lot less. What do you uh, What do you got for next season? Well, I'm sure the first episode will probably just be the aftermath and everyone just preparing. But I think Carlos has a good point. There will be a, the kingdom, Alexandra and Hilltop are spread out. They may not have the same network and strength. They obviously don't have the same network and strength that the uh, saviors do. So for them, it's just going to have to be them quickly and rapidly building up their defenses, building up things, because they're isolated enough to where if Negan wanted to, he can just storm one. And it's not like they're all going to be, you know, all going to be at one place. It's not like they're all just going to fold in and say, okay, fine, we're abandoning these other places just to all go to the kingdom. Or, hey, everybody, just come on in, fold into Alexandria. And, you know, also the same thing with the hilltop. I think that it's time for them to reach out to the ocean community. Yes. Get them back in and tell them, look, we dealt them a blow. Negan came close, came very close to not being in the show anymore in this episode. So it's a confidence builder for them. Very heroic moments. And I think 
I think the first sh- uh, episode of next season is probably not going to be as awesome. It'll probably be a bit of a letdown. But at this point, the ups and downs, it's just what you're going to have to take. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully next season we don't have too many downs, more ups. But I think what's going to happen is, the like you said, the ocean side, right? They're going to have to come in on this. Yes. But they need people. They need numbers. They numbers need numbers. Yeah. They need numbers. And they got to stop growing apples and... Fucking farming yeah. and, and start getting and recruiting more people, and they need to get ready because he's coming back with a vengeance. Oh yeah! And at the end of the day, they have an insider in there, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. And Eugene needs to turn. Well, Eugene needs to do enough to start sabotaging here and there. Yes, exactly. He he's proven, in, and he even to me, he proved in the very last panel he was on that he can lie just enough. Mm-hmm. That Negan is probably not as smart as Eugene. Well, it's probably obvious. Yeah, he's yeah, just right. a brute, mm-hmm. and Eugene can pull it off and just say, "Oh, well, maybe this happened." And mm-hmm. Maybe throw some big sciency words at him, and then Negan will go, <laughs> "All right, you might be right, but who knows?" Negan yeah. might just smack him to smack him one day. Yeah, just to do so. I love seeing Maggie in a leadership role like that. Yeah, well, well, that that one shot where you see Rick, Ezekiel, uh, and Maggie on on like a little stage thing talking to everybody that was that was pretty that was, epic. That was, yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. So. They have the leadership. Now they just have to put their shit together mm-hmm. and, and stop making Tara a part of this fucking show. <laughs> I've had enough of Tara. I think Tara Like was, you killed Walking Dead, you killed the wrong chick tonight. I think Tara and Rosita are going to be a thing. Yes, Carlos. I'd be all right with that. That'd be okay. I'd be all right with that. They're going to be a thing. That's, that's all right. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah? Is that, is that, uh, it looked like it. That'd she pulled right. her off the battlefield. She, she was did. sitting by her bedside. She And she she is the, uh, the nurse. Tara is the nurse. Yes. That's right. Hey, it's all good. Head nurse in quotations. It's all good. Glad that too many people didn't die, I guess. Are you? That's that's a question that I I Okay, too many main characters didn't die, but there was some carnage. Oh, absolutely. There was carnage. carnage. Yeah, but but was Sasha enough of a death to satiate our bloodlust? I would have. I don't have bloodlust, first of all. Yeah, I know you do. I would have rather seen. Yeah, who's our? Yeah, our bloodlust. Oh, believe me. There's plenty of people out there who wanted to see somebody else die. You're right, you're right. But I'd rather see Tara and uh, Rosita Stone. (laughs) <laughs> go down for sure 100% uh, because they're fucking useless both of them no Sasha what do we know how do you justify Sasha going down as important to the group than those two lops of shit that caused nothing but trouble I mean maybe not Rosita showed her usage she was sabotaged in this episode yeah yeah she did show count, that she yeah. has okay worked. I'll give you her just because she's boned enough people to learn enough things and how and about you know Tara what? you use your resources when you yeah, have oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll but give, Tara I'll no Tara. I think yeah I think Tara should have caught one right in the chest <laughs> and like just just go down be done I wanted Sheba to eat Tara <laughs> just miss and went oops wrong oh, yeah. wrong wrong one like Tony the Tiger there girl <laughs> just, just munch down on Tara but you know what uh, this Much death, t- yeah. Sa- uh, Sasha's oh. death was definitely <laughs> the. <laughs> it, it was definitely. Um, I, don't, I guess you could just say it was worth it. It was. It was kind of. It, oh no! It absolutely, was it was worthy. worthy. Yes, it absolutely. Was, it proved it, it. It actually had a real meaning, and she even had it. I don't even know she had the strategy of turning to fall out on top of Negan. She did. I think she did. She did. Wow. I think she did. 100%. Was... Because let me tell you, she asked how long it takes yeah. to get there. And then she also said... Knew how long the pill took to kill her. Yes. And also said somebody will die f- for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
that she's yeah. talking about herself. She knew. Yeah, there she knew. There you go. It, it, yeah. So her death, it's one of those where you don't get angry and go, God damn it, they killed one of our characters off. No, I know. That's you just true. go, okay. That's true. Yeah. Somebody didn't die on their knees or, or get bitten or something. It gave the group yeah. a fighting chance. She had a good run. Yeah. yeah. It gave the group a fighting chance, and they were able to go ahead and turn things around. And she fucking ate somebody. With some last minute her heroism for sure. Yes, yes. Wow. There is your Walking Dead season finale, episode oh, it, 16. So there you have it. Okay, now we're going to dive into our last segment. And we're going to read an email from Fernando. Thank you, Fernando, first of all, for listening. Thank you for sending this email out. We wanted to get this email in. I know we did some voicemails earlier, but we wanted to get this one in because we thought it was kind of poignant to the, the last episode and this episode. So, Les, you want to read this one? I was listening to your show Tuesday morning at work and enjoyed how the three of you tackled diversity in film. This has always been an issue that I believe Hollywood has tackled slowly. Growing up as a young Latino, well aware of his brown complexion and Spanish and African roots, I rarely saw someone that looked like me on film portrayed in a way or in a much more positive way. I don't want to get deep into this topic, but I see I definitely wanted to touch on the subject as rarely do we see black and Latino men and others of color in non-stereotypical roles. I love Rogue One for being the opposite of Hollywood cliche, as it has been the most diverse cast so far. Oh, he says in parentheses, would have gone deeper, but didn't want to bore the listeners with a long email. But on another note, I wanted to switch to The Walking Dead. I'm very disappointed in this show and agree with you guys that they have been losing viewers in the millions. I am a loyal comic book fan and used to love the show. And way too many filler episodes. My prediction is that the garbage people will betray Rick and the rest of his allies. Bingo! Wow! With Sasha dying by poisoning herself and not letting Negan use her, right again. Holy shit, bro! We should have good thing. Well, we I should have. I should have read this and t- no. taken credit, Fernando, <laughs> and not read your email. This is amazing. The battle will be short and with and end with Rick saying we are going to war. It was almost, bit, almost. But it flip flop. Negan is the one who says we're going to war. Thanks for reading, guys. Continue producing <coughs> exceptional content. And before I go. Wasn't the candle character gay in Beauty and the Beast, the animated movie? LOL, who gives a fuck? Love you guys. Peace. Your friend Sith head, Fernando. Nice. Fernando, next time, we just got back from Vegas, and you can hear it in our voices. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let me just tell you, next time we come back, well, next time we go back to Vegas, we want to take you with us so you can, we can bet on some sports, because your predictions are goddamn Holy right. Shit. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, that, that was great. That was spot on. Fernando, thank you so much. That was a great email. And thank you for letting us know about all your experiences. And hopefully, uh, you know, this issue will go away soon. Let's hope it does. You know, if it doesn't, we'll keep talking about it. And uh, this is a great segue because I wanted to end the show saying thank you to an individual out there. I'm not going to name names. He or she went out and inspired a bunch of people to make a change because they thought something was going down that shouldn't have been going down. And I'm not going to get into all the details because I don't want people to be engaged in this douchery by this group of people you know who you are and the people that are listening if you listened to our show last week you know who I'm talking about and if you listen to Rogue One a Star Wars podcast for winners you definitely know who the hell that I'm talking about but just want to throw it out there that if you have a podcast no matter if it's 100 people listening if it's 1,000 people listening or if it's 100,000 people listening you have a responsibility to make sure you're inclusive to everyone gender, race, orientation in my opinion and if you don't then you have everything that's coming to you justified want to again thank the individual and the people we'll just name he or she L 
Uh, maybe that's their initial. Maybe they really like Stranger Things. Maybe they're just 11. Just wanted to thank them and put out there how proud I am of the results. <laughs> and for the group of people who I think is going to fuck things up for celebration, just know that it's not just one individual that you're going to try to go after or a couple individuals that you're trying to go after. It's a whole army of us. So think twice before you fall into the stereotype that you already are in. Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! Who's next? Again, Jason Ward, thank you so much for coming on. We so appreciate it. Loved having you on. It was an honor. We will see all of you Sith Heads and Sith listeners on episode 35 of The Sith List. Stand on my feet Take a look, take at yourself In the mirror And cry What you did in hell I have spent all my years in believing you But I just can't get no relief Lord, somebody Somebody Ooh, somebody Somebody Can anybody find me Self. One day I'm gonna be free